0: You're listening to Reza Riffs with Keith Reza
1: and Alan Lee right here on LA Talk Radio.
2: All right, I thought there's going to be another introduction. Usually they do two songs, don't they, Alan Lee? Yeah,
0: yeah. Maybe they are uh, wanting to give us more time with their guests, and so they cut out a uh, part of the music and. Uh
2: or maybe I just hit the wrong button. Or maybe maybe you just <laughs> hit the wrong
0: button. That's more like it. Uh.
2: <laughs> that sounds like something I would totally do. But, um, man, we got a great show tonight. Oh, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, it's nice because we have yeah. a, another in-guest studio. This is like three weeks in a row it's where the guests weeks. have come into the studio, yeah. which is awesome. Uh, our guest, he's been in movies like Forrest Gump and Cry Baby. And he's also an author that has written a book that I have in my hand called James Earl Ray. The Last Days of Inmate 65477. And uh, it was written by our guest, Michael Gabriel. How's awesome. it going, Michael? Hey, thank hey, you Michael. so
1: much for having me. Thank man. you.
2: Yeah, man. Thanks for doing it. Uh, now, Michael, I feel like you and I have a relationship where I could call you Mike. Absolutely. We oh. <laughs>
0: were talking before the show. <laughs>
2: were talking before the show. <laughs> All right. So, Michael, so <laughs> you tell, I've, I've seen you before on the scene i don't remember we were talking about that earlier it was either live laugh factory or flappers right
1: one of the two or one, the comedy store possibly
2: comedy store okay and you said you started doing comedy then you stopped and do acting and now you're doing back to comedy
1: I had a liver transplant. Um, right. I was diagnosed with liver cancer. My mm-hmm. life was saved when I had a liver transplant. And I said, that's it. If I can survive that, I'm no longer going to let stage fright get to me.
2: Right, because you were scared of stage fright.
1: Oh, a paralyzing fear. Yeah. I would almost hyperventilate on wow, stage. It was me. that bad. Wow.
2: <laughs> Geez. That, a lot of people have that fear, <laughs> yeah, though. But like, sure. it, it's weird because you do acting that you have that fear.
1: Then acting is more controlled. They give you a set of lines, usually, and you memorize them. Whereas stand-up, it's you. Yeah, yeah.
2: So how many uh, books besides this have you written?
1: Uh, That's the first whole completed book. I just wrote a chapter. Uh, An FBI agent that was mentioned in my book Uh came forward and said Ah. he has physical evidence proving that James Earl Ray did not kill Dr. King. Right. He wrote a book. And he asked me if I'd write a chapter for him. So, oh.
2: Yeah. And this, so you, so, go, go, you ghost a chapter for his book.
1: Yeah. He just sort of inserted it in. Wow. More and, of my friendship and relationship with James Earl Ray.
2: So
0: this is Michael's uh, child. It's, so it, this, this he, he is— He gave birth yeah, to— Yeah, this
1: one is—I was uh, visiting James Earl Ray in prison. For wow. a year. I this, saw him every day— wow. —the last six months of his life. Wow. I mean, every day in a row— And I kept the Daily Journal, the document, everything that was going on. Mm -hmm. And then he mentioned we should really turn this into a book.
2: Yeah. Wait, James Earl Ray mentioned it? Yeah. Wow.
1: His feeling was always that one day the classified documents would prove what nobody else had proven, that, that he was innocent. Right. And he just thought any of this information is just... Another piece of the puzzle.
2: Uh, well, Alan and I we read some of the book, but we we it was too big. It's like uh, size count, of the yellow
1: pages. It, it's, the yeah, world.
2: it's four hundred pages, and uh, we were a little behind. We were a little <laughs> behind, but, but but tell us, okay, tell us just a short version of James Earl Ray. He obviously has been convicted of killing Martin Luther King. But he, when he was arrested, he said he didn't do it, and he kept on saying he didn't do it. It
1: was, it was a plea bargain. A they, plea bargain. They Actually, his lawyer was working with the government, mm-hmm. and they said, we're going to arrest your father, your two brothers, and we're going to give you the death penalty. If you agree to a plea bargain, mm-hmm. nobody else in the family will be touched, mm-hmm. and they were going to give him a 99-year sentence. Right. The lawyer said... Once, once that happens, then you file for an appeal, sure. and then you get the trial that you wanted all along. Mm. So that's kind of how—and ha- for 30 years, they denied him that trial. Wow. And by law, he was entitled. Sure. Right. This, this is where the story gets crazy.
2: Yeah, we want to hear the crazy story. If,
1: if you file an appeal yeah. within a month of your sentence, and if the judge dies or is incapacitated, the motion is automatically pushed through. Oh, Really? They found the judge two weeks after James O'Reilly was sentenced and filed an appeal. They found the judge dead at his desk, literally slumped over the paperwork two, for his appeal. Two
0: weeks. Wow.
1: And it sa- that really sounds like you know they they took him out. But honestly, we, we believe he had a heart condition okay. all along. Okay. And this is the one thing that didn't yeah. involve chicanery. Okay. <laughs> so but, so but was he, was, just... he was entitled to that trial.
2: So it was just bad luck for the judge then. Right. That, was,
0: yeah. that was good for that. Well, the judge great died. It was great for James Earl Ray. Yeah, yeah, so that doesn't fit the the story of shooting. But they, right. for thirty years, every time he
1: fi- every time his sure. lawyer filed, they just said no. Nope.
0: Isn't that something? So they denied. Yeah. They denied. It's,
1: right? it's 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 no. a Tennessee statute. Wow. He was entitled to it. Yeah.
2: Well, okay. So let let's talk about that for a second. You became. How did the relationship with you and James Earl Ray start? Was it pen pals and then you?
1: Yes, and oh, this is going to sound terrible, but I, I, as a comedian, I was pretending to have a school where I taught yoga to cats. Yes, <laughs> that's what we were that's going funny. to ask. And I sent him a letter, uh, and I said, would you like to write a foreword to a book I'm doing on cat yoga? i uh-huh. thinking he's never going to write me sure.
2: back. Right.
1: <laughs> and it turns out he wrote everybody back. Really, and I got a letter from him. So I said, "Well, I'm going to follow up. I'll write him back." Okay. And a second letter came. By the end of the year, I had fifty or sixty letters. We were literally going once a week. Right. Uh, then it sort of got to became phone calls. He would call me collect. Wow. And finally, I said, "Could you please put me on your visiting list?" Wow. Um, I was in Baltimore. He was in Nashville. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He he needed a liver transplant. That's the really strange part of the story. Yeah, yeah. That he was stabbed in the prison library maybe 20-something years earlier, and when they gave him a transfusion, they couldn't test blood back then, and he got hepatitis. Oh,
0: my God.
1: The prison didn't tell him.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, 20-something years later, they find him collapsed in his cell in a coma, and they said, you're going to die within a year if you don't get a transplant. I come up from Baltimore. Uh, For people that don't know, if you have a bad liver— a fatty hamburger is as damaging as a shot of whiskey. Yeah, yeah. Well, I found the guy who stocked the vending machines. Yeah. I tracked them down, and I said, would you stock one machine with all healthy stuff? Wow. And the guy agreed to do it. Right. And the only problem was inmates can't use the machines. A visitor has to do it. So I literally packed up, rented a small house in Nashville, and every day I would go to the prison. I'd hit the vending machines. I'd go in to see them. Yeah. And it just kind of started keeping the Daily Journal.
2: So, when you started doing this, did you like, was it in your mind saying, oh, I want to write a book about this guy? Or like, what? Not like, at all. What? He's was just
1: organic. I, I was convinced he was innocent. Yeah. Uh, HBO had done a mock trial several years earlier. Okay. And that jury also wow. said, innocent. There's just no evidence against the this The mock guy. jury. Yeah. Wow. But they they conducted it like it was an, an actual trial. Right. They gave everyone a certain budget. They conducted it in sure. a courtroom. And they said the same thing. No, he's he's innocent. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I do know one thing about it, assassinations. And, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not going to say if I think he's innocent or not, you know. But the thing is, I do know, especially during this time, a lot of assassinations were kind of like bs a little you know like the kennedy ones Sirhan, sir Sirhan, sir Sirhan, Sirhan. so like it was it puts a lot of doubt on what actually did happen and what actually did not happen and i'm sure on this martin luther king thing that was the exact same case and the fact that you visit him every single day for 6 months so you're going in your you're going in thinking he's not guilty but what part did you decide hey i want to write and document this
1: uh, when I saw some of the some of the dirty tricks they were playing against him
2: oh so they were screwing they, with him in prison oh,
1: they wanted him dead right they, they did not want him getting a trial they did not want him getting a liver transplant there's a substance called uh, silly Marin milk thistle extract it's kind of a food additive mm-hmm. uh, it's not really a vitamin right it's rumored to be helpful with people mm-hmm. with liver problems Yes. So yes. I asked the warden, could I buy a bottle and give it to you guys? and let, He can take it every day. It's very expensive. So they say there's a whole way you do this. You have to have a special pharmacist. It has to be sealed when it comes to us. Long story short, the warden approved it. Mm-hmm. Said, now, instead of having you go to the prison infirmary every day of the week, sure. we're going to give you a week's worth to keep in your cell. Mm-hmm. Two days later, they raid his cell confiscate the pills, wow. and formally charge him with possession of drugs. Oh, my God. And I said to him, "Why? They, we, have, you know, we have written out Jeez. the writing where they say they approved your having it. Why would they do this? Right. He goes, well, they can leak to the, to the uh, media mm-hmm. that I've been busted for drugs, and people will say, why, why should we let him have a liver transplant if he's a junkie? By the time they come out and prove that it's not drugs and it's the pills they said he could have, the damage will have been done. The retraction will be buried in the middle of the paper. Too late. So he had me. He stole the paperwork from the warden, gave it to me to smuggle out of the prison. And you got it. And I anonymously faxed it back to the warden. And I threatened that if if this is leaked... Mm -hmm. I will leak this, nice. and cool. we will expose you. And the whole thing was quietly dropped. Nice. Wow! And that's when we said, you know, we got to tell the world. You got. What. And that's not even the worst one. They literally tried yeah. to talk, trick him into signing a false confession.
2: Oh yeah, I'm we, sure that yeah.
1: He would go into the hospital and have 25 pounds of fluid drained from his stomach. When you're dying, you need a liver transplant. Your body makes an ammonia-like fluid, sure. and it has an effect on you. It's like having Alzheimer's. Yeah. And literally, he, he couldn't write, didn't know what day it was. Oh, dear. They would take him in the hospital, no. drain the fluid. The next morning, he would be sharp as a tack, sure. nothing ever happened. Sure. So they planned to have a guy come in and have him sign a confession well, while he was in that yeah. out-of-it stage.
2: Oh, wow. oh, yeah.
1: I called his lawyer, and they waited until the lawyer was in London. Right. So I called the lawyer, told him what I thought was about to happen. He filed paperwork that made me a special-purpose local agent, giving me the ability to take documents into the prison as if I were a lawyer, and they're not allowed to see them. Right. So I brought the documents in. He signed them, and those documents prevented this DA and anybody else from seeing him without the lawyer. So they were never able to get him to sign that confession without the lawyer's presence.
2: Yeah, that that's pretty scary because I watch a lot of forensic files and stuff, and like they always like they always like kind of like fake confessions. You know what I mean? I mean, uh, half the time, you know, they're they're they end up committing the crime and stuff like because at the end of the show they tells you but
1: and the whole routine they use I don't know if you remember with Kennedy but Oswald they sent him to a movie he was caught in a movie theater right right all of a sudden 20 cops come in like the whole state of Dallas, Texas they, sure. they know that oh that's the guy and he's at that theater right
2: I actually don't think Oswald killed Kennedy
1: I don't either I don't yeah either.
2: I think it was definitely the government I do think Oswald did kill the police officer uh, what was his name Timbit. Tibby. I mean, no, yeah, it's yeah. He you. definitely killed that dude. But, you know, it was because he was scared or whatever. Sure. I mean, so Oswald was no saint. But oh, I, absolutely. No yeah, sure. but I do think, like, I don't think he killed the president.
1: And then the same thing with Sirhan Sirhan. We know that, that he fired shots at Robert Kennedy. Right. Uh, at the hotel. Greer, the football player who jumped on him, and right. a room full of people said he was never more than five or six feet close to him. Right. And he's standing in front. The coroner said the bullet that killed Robert Kennedy was in back of his left ear and close enough to leave a powder burn mark. Wow. You can't do that from five I'm feet five in feet front.
2: Yeah. yeah, well you I mean get burn. nowadays we could figure that out, but back then, you know, you can't really Okay, so refresh the folks at home about Martin Luther King. Everyone knows he was killed and stuff, but yeah. what what was the and just a quick thirty one minute. Okay. What happened?
1: He came to Memphis because two sanitation workers were killed. Right. Uh, we have since found out that they were deliberately killed to lure Dr. King here. Um, they had. So it was someone, a setup to oh, get him a, Okay. Absolutely. They took care of everything. There was f- all the black firemen in the firehouse next door were transferred. Uh, they detained the police officer that was his his bodyguard yeah, yeah. from being at the scene. Right. Um, There was a false report put out that it had cops going to the other end of the city.
2: Sure.
1: And uh, somebody transferred his room to where he was in a balcony now. So it it was a setup from the very beginning. Yeah. And and we're fairly convinced it was Hoover that was the initial J. Edgar Hoover. J. Edgar Hoover. The president? Uh, No, no, the head of the FBI. Oh, the FBI.
2: Oh, okay, right.
1: He hated King with a passion. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely hated hated him.
2: But there's also a president named Hoover, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's why I got confused. Okay, because I know a lot about presidents, not a lot about FBI. (laughs) Keith went to public school. (laughs) Okay, so he's at at the hotel, and then— Well,
1: he's he's met by a handler named Raul mm -hmm. that the government has always denied existed. Right. Raul said, let's make some money selling rifles. Mm -hmm. So they sent him out to buy a rifle. They send him back saying it's not the right rifle— we're convinced they did it to make him more memorable to the mm-hmm. store owner. Sure. Right. So he brings the rifle back, gives it to the guy, and that's it. And they're making plans and doing stuff, and, and, and the guy says he's supposed to meet him by the boarding house. Right. And James Ray has a flat tire on his Mustang and leaves to go to a gas station. While he's at the gas station, he hears on the radio about the assassination puts two and two together and says, I better get out of here. Right. Keeping in mind, he's an escaped fugitive already. Yeah, yeah because right. he, he, so he, was, the he wasn't... the fact that he had nothing to do with King wouldn't matter. He, yeah. if, he's, if he's grabbed, he's going to prison He was for on the run.
2: Because he still did that stuff. Moment? Yeah. Like, yeah. didn't he, like, steal a car or something? He did, like...
1: Uh, well, he had a Mustang that right, he owned. Right. Yeah. And they tried to claim that, that him and his brother robbed banks to get the money for that's it. That's right. And we know that's, that's, right. not that's not true. Right. And they have since come up with evidence... That Clyde Tolson, J. Edgar, J. Edgar Hoover's number one guy, supposedly gave money to the warden to allow Ray to escape.
2: Wow. So it went
1: back Amazing. even farther than we thought.
2: Amazing. Yeah. Okay, so James Earl Ray, he wasn't, a, he, was, he was still in and Tennessee. It was, it but was he was a criminal. Yeah. I mean, it, oh, it, no, yeah, definitely. He no, wasn't yeah. a murderer. Yeah. That's, so, okay, so Martin Luther King gets shot and they blame it on James Earl Ray. And he takes off. He takes off.
1: And he ended up he circled through Georgia and then ended up in in Canada, Canada. to get fake ID. Now you gotta ask yourself, why would James O'Reilly go to Canada unless he was directed? Right. And the ID, the names that that he used, we have since found out that all these people have connections to the military. Wow and wow. that they looked like him. Sure. So it's almost like these were handed to him. Sure. It's almost like he's shepherding uh, he has
0: handlers. It, it, it's almost like a, a production. You know?
1: and, and they always denied <laughs> <production>? that Raul <laughs> existed. This FBI agent, Donald Wilson. It's
2: kind of weird that his name is Raul. <laughs> because like if someone told me, hey, there's a guy named Raul, I'd deny that too. Only because of his name. Well, it sounds a little. They, <laughs> it sounds Portu- a little. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, dude, so is, I'd be like, good. I don't know no Raul. Raul. <laughs> well, Anyways, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
1: Bit, wasn't it, I lost my train Raul, of thought? And the, the oh, right, right. So the so this FBI agent, Donald Wilson, goes through the Mustang, finds a couple of pieces of paper, okay. and one of them says, Raul, and it has a phone number. Wow. So there's no doubt that the guy existed. The second piece of paper had a phone number to what turned out to be one of Jack Ruby's nightclubs.
2: And Jack Ruby, for the folks at home, is the guy who killed Lee Harvey Oswald.
1: Right. And you go, well, why would the two be connected? Right. Well, all three assassinations, Robert Kennedy, JFK...
2: Happened within, within five years. A couple of years yeah.
1: in the 60s. So anybody in the CIA, FBI that's in this type of group, it's, chances are it's the same group of people.
2: Wow. That's very interesting.
1: A little scary, too.
2: Yeah, yeah. Very but scary. but its uh, I'm not saying it's not scary. I'm saying it's interesting because the Jack Ruby thing you know like I knew he killed Oswald I think a lot of history buffs would know that too but like regular people would be like who the hell is Jack Ruby you know what I mean so okay so there,
1: there was a guy I'm um, sorry to cut you no, there, no. there was an assa- assassination researcher who was considered the number one guy named Harold Weinstein right Weinberg. we were Weinberg. reading Weisberg. At, at, at Weisberg. Weisberg Weisberg um he literally is being interviewed on live radio, and he says, I don't know the exact wording, but he basically said, the information I have is that Robert Kennedy could be next. Mm-hmm. Less than 24 hours later, You're Robert predicting... Kennedy was killed. Wow. And he said, I, I was never so sad to have a prediction. It's sure. less than 20, and he did it on live radio.
2: Yeah, so that's, there's
1: no that's flushing got, of the dates. That that's got to right
2: sting a little, too. I'd be like, holy crap i got to watch what I say on live radio for now. You know what I mean? <laughs> you never know. Yeah. Okay, so you became good friends with James Earl Ray. You helped him get food and medicine and stuff. Did he ever tell you, like, that he had any knowledge of who did it? or?
1: Literally the only thing he knew was that Raul asked me to do A, B, and C. Mm-hmm. Right. And they had little bits of, of information they found out. You don't know,
0: uh, on that A, B, and C, Michael— Raul, just for the audience,
1: uh, do A, B, C. Well, he was the handler. The handler. Uh, that, that was, you know, he goes yeah. up to James Earl Ray and says, I want you to buy this rifle. Buy this rifle. Then I want you to be at this place at this time. Okay. And pretty much just took him everywhere he needed to be. Okay. Well, had, Jim- had him rent the room at sure. the boarding house. Right. And Raul, the, the sh- he, he
0: approached uh, James Earl Ray. As, in a bar. As a, a bar. A bar, a yeah. bar. That's what I thought. Okay. Very good. At a bar. Yeah. yeah
2: that's well. usually where people named Raúl hang out. Well,
0: that would be a good place for him to go to, Raúl.
2: Well, we got to be careful because we don't even know if Raúl is alive right Raul's now. So he cousin. might be listening.
1: Raul's Actually, cousin? he is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then they claim he's back in, in uh, Portugal, wow. and that he has an unusual amount of government protection wow. for a guy who's a nobody. Really? Right. Wow. So that, that's amazing. <laughs> were just, were watching Alan year.
2: just started no, no. to choke on no, his tongue. No, it was
0: candy. But, but that, the timing on that was weird. No, no but
1: I well, the guy's alive. You know. Well, yeah, some in, people. In Portugal with government uh, uh, protection. The Memphis officer, and this is what I'm reading from the other book, The right. Plot to Kill King. Yeah, The Memphis police officer that shot King is supposedly still alive. Wow. And, and the lawyer interviews him mm-hmm. in the book. And there's a part where they found footprints uh, in the field, in between the boarding house, mm-hmm. where other people said they saw the shot, the shooters yeah. come from. I and remember a little, a little footnote on that, the footprints. Yeah. And they, they took on, they were size thirteen. And when he interviews this cop, who they believe is the shooter, he says, hey, he said, what size shoe do you wear? And the guy goes, size thirteen. Oh my. Wow. And he was the best marksman on the memphis police force yeah
0: size 13 is not one you find over at uh you know uh right raw stress for less it, 13 is like you know it's
2: yeah uh, 13 pretty big that's that's on, like the, sh-
0: that's on the for sale rack. i'm six six no, but no, i only really wear size 12 yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Well, michael is, is a very tall fellow
2: yeah well yeah yeah you are very a tall, tall dude yeah very tall fellow. like have you always been that tall <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, my, I was born in Oak Ridge, Tennessee, because my father was working at the Atomic Energy Commission. Oh my. Right. So who wow. knows if it was radiation or <laughs> <That's> not? <funny.
2: laughs> okay. So, and so then I write in your book that uh, Oliver Stone had interest in doing a movie about this. We
0: we were about to ask you.
1: Oliver Stone was in pre-production. He right. had he had writers, he had scenery, he had actors. Yep. And then the story I heard was he gets arrested for drunk driving, and allegedly they found drugs in the car. Somebody says to him, "Now is not the time to do this movie on Dr. King," and the charges kind of all go away. But I mean, he was in pre-production and ready to go.
2: Yeah, so that ob- that obviously had to scare him a little because uh, a lot. Yeah, well, yeah, because Oliver Stone—he's a guy who's very, um, you know, he's very.
0: Oliver Stone was a military guy. He was, I thought he, correct
1: me, Michael, uh, We was
2: in Vietnam.
0: Yep. So What was the movie
1: with Charlie Sheen? Platinum. Platoon. Platoon.
2: Platoon, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Platoon. Yeah. So Oliver Stone can, like, do you think he he should now do this movie?
1: I I wish he would. Yeah. I really do. At one point, James Earl Ray sent me, before he decided to do the movie, uh, there's a painting he did in there of a battle scene in the Vietnam War. Right. And he had it made into these lithographs that he signed. And he asked me, he said, would you get on a plane and go to California and give one to to Oliver Stone and a note and try and get him interested. Uh, so I flew out here. So
2: wait, it, you met Oliver well, Stone? I didn't
1: meet Oliver Stone, but oh. I met the, pre- the president at the time. Uh, I think her name was Janice Yang. And she right. was the head of his production company. And I met with her and kind of told him the story. And then I guess he got in touch with with Jimmy, James O'Reilly. yeah, kind of went from there.
2: Wow. Yeah, I think they should do it and have you write the screen, like rewrite it based on this book.
1: Uh, I know with the lawyers, there have been several books out, and it's the compilation of all of them. There's really nothing we don't know about this case anymore.
2: Yeah, yeah. Michael's
0: book is a compilation of the correspondence, you know, with these excerpts that get you thinking, you know, because it's coming, obviously... Out of the mouth of James L. Ray, and it, it's—it has a, a very eerie and very—you uh, know—it it pulls you right in. I yeah. tried
1: to only use quotes that I actually I, I, knew it was the yeah. exact quote. Because oh, the exact usually quote they make up see, stuff. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I, they go,
1: we know we know." this sure. meeting took place between these two characters yeah. in this film. Sure. But we don't know exactly how they said it or what they said. Right. Every time I quoted them, that was exactly, exactly what he said. Yeah.
2: Now, I just have one more question that has nothing to do with anything. Sure. but But uh, I'm only asking this because this guy is actually one of my good friends and he's one of my comedy mentors. Uh, Tom Arnold is in this book, <laughs> so well, you
0: know what that I, what, yeah. you know, I missed. Yeah. With
2: that. I the this.
1: craziest so, part was I'm in Memphis.
2: I want to hear this Tom Arnold story.
1: Well, he was at um, House of Blues. Uh uh-huh. Was he do. was so, he doing stand up? Um, it was a charity event. Okay. And right. If you brought a can of food, you sure. got in for free. Uh-huh. So I thought that's a great chance to meet Tom Arnold. Right. Right. So I grab it. I walk in, and I'm wandering around, and he's maybe ten feet in front of me. And he he goes, holy cow. He goes, you're the guy from Geraldo. <laughs> and it does, this is the nuttiest thing. He knows who I am. Right. I mean, I'm nobody, you know. I yeah. got on the Geraldo show and pretended to teach yoga to cats. That's great. He evidently saw it. Yeah. And just thought it was hysterically that's funny. That's amazing. Wow. So, so he kind of signed this picture for me. And, yeah. yeah. That's great. Yeah, Tom's an awesome guy. Oh, a guy. great guy. Yeah. Great guy.
2: Oh okay, yeah, so this cat yoga thing, like what, what gave you the inspiration that's, that's,
1: to do that? Funny. I had, I had a cat that was double jointed. Right. And the cat could <laughs> contort herself into oh, odd positions. That's funny. So I'd show the picture. It was a way of meeting yeah. women. I'd walk up and say, Wait, wait
2: you can you? meet women saying you do I'd, cat I'd show yoga? I'd the
1: picture. And I'd say, Oh, I oh. see a cat do this. And oh. And kind of, oh, it's so cute. And we'd start talking. Sure. And this one woman, she said, What's the cat doing? Uh, cat yoga. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, Why I said, Yeah, there are temples in Tibet where they oh, teach the true. ancient art of cat know. yoga. <laughs> so I went and I had somebody make what I think there's a picture in there. They That's sewed right. a turban for my cat. Right. They made a floor length oh, cape my. for me. Yeah. And I posed for the pictures, sent it to the tabloids, and they did a full page story. That's great.
2: And that kind of. And the, the the story actually got you into the O.J. Simpson trial in a way, yeah. kind of.
1: That was. Um, and that's the Dominic Dunn we were talking yeah, about? Yeah, Dominic Excuse Dunn. You, I, didn't, I didn't mean to fast forward. No, he, he wrote. Um,
2: oh, I forgot about Dominic once Dunn. Once they
1: picked up on the story, Dominic Dunn was covering it, the trial for Vanity Fair that's once correct. a month. That's yeah. So he wrote about my engagement yeah. to to Rosa Lopez, The she was known as the maid from El Salvador. Sure. Right. Then at some point the following month I tell him that when well, you Rosa,
2: but you weren't actually engaged to her, right?
1: I flew to El Salvador yeah, to us, meet her. Us, yes. Yeah. Um, OJ signed these cards while he was in the LA County jail.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: and I thought this is probably the strangest collectible ever. <laughs> and there was a spot for the owner's signature. And right. I thought if I could get another trial member to sign this
2: It'd be worth gold. This
1: it'd would be, it'd be worth, it. worth gold. All right. So I got in touch with, uh, with Rosa Lopez, and she made the mistake of saying, if, if you're ever in El Salvador, you must come over. So I booked a plane as soon as I hung up the phone. <laughs> Two weeks later, I'm in El Salvador, and uh, the media was hounding her to death. Right. So I said, you know, I'm going to tell them we're engaged, and if they leave you alone, we'll give them an exclusive, an exclusive to the wedding. O.J. will give away the bride. Then once they find out they've been hoaxed, They'll never write a single thing about you because they'll think they're being hoaxed
2: again. <laughs> right, that's did.
1: pretty much what happened.
2: Yeah, was. that's pretty smart. That's an amazing man.
0: story. That's
1: funny.
2: She probably she probably loved it at the beginning, but now she probably like wishes she <laughs> didn't do that because, right. like like Cato, for example, he gets a lot of attention and stuff. We
0: remember
1: we met Cato at
2: the comedy store. Oh yeah, we love Cato.
1: I met Cato and he came to Baltimore doing his personal appearances. So I put on the cat yoga cape and the <laughs> turban.
2: Whoa, and, you did that? And they
1: promptly threw me out. <laughs> but, but they mentioned me in the newspaper <laughs> oh, article that's they did. Great.
2: Yeah. Wow.
1: God, I love that cat yoga.
2: So so
0: many women out here with the you know, with the mat and uh, and the whole thing—it's it, its like a cult-like thing. So he says, "Cat yoga in Tibet—that—that's hilarious." I had little to tell sidewalk. people
1: that I charged five hundred dollars an hour to stop people from harassing me for <laughs> you got to give little fluffy private lessons. I'll pay anything.
2: How much will you uh, charge, Alan, to do cat yoga? I,
0: I'm <laughs> very. My joints are stiff. I, I don't. I don't involve myself in yoga. Thank you, though.
2: <laughs> okay, so this, <laughs> th- this prank called cat yoga got you. A lot, a lot of press and stuff. So it really, uh, it really helped you in oh. a way, right? Because people knew who you were.
1: Like I said, Tom Arnold walks up and says, "I know you're a you cat yoga guy."
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> man. Well,
1: that picture of Michael
0: as a ventriloquist in um, was it the, uh, uh, the not the inquirer, but the, what the, uh, the of the, the Globe. The Globe. Wow. I wish, too bad we can't. We don't have video.
2: Yeah. 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 That would have been cool. That seems, man. Yeah.
1: I, I took the puppet on the Geraldo show, but he didn't let me bring her out, but they did show <laughs> photographs of her and
2: So you while you were doing this cat yoga thing, you were also doing acting. So did you do the cat yoga while you were in acting or uh, you know, it was what? just
1: more of you know, you'd be talking to casting directors what right. are you doing lately and, and well I've got this thing going on. It's a great sort of laughs, starter. And, Oh, it's perfect. Yeah. Because they don't know the fact that there are real cat masseuses. You can have a cat get acupuncture. Yeah. I mean, all these things exist. Sure. Right. Cat psychics. So I thought, well, why not the ancient art of cat yoga? Yeah. That's
2: great. Now, did James Earl Ray, like, was he, like, very supportive of this cat yoga thing? Or? He
1: probably did a dozen paintings. Wow. In his prison cell. Really? He did a painting of. Uh, of Dominic Dunn and Geraldo pushing the plunger on what's supposed to be 5,000 sticks of dynamite and you see me and the cats being blown up in the air oh, and it was because the, well, he's, this is what they were thinking sure. right. they hated me once the hoax came out <laughs> yeah. he did oh ones where cats in prison doing cat yoga <laughs> uh, he did one of the I... Easter bunny being oh stalked God.
0: by the cat oh, yoga oh my cat. God,
2: that's right. funny. So, guess, James
1: so, Earl Ray, Ray
0: is, has some art, creative energy so, that he likes to hit the canvas.
2: Yeah. So obviously James Earl Ray liked the paint or something. Yeah.
1: Right. Well, that's, I think that a lot of inmates, if you get yeah. any notoriety, it's a way of making nice, money. Oh. Oh, oh they make money off it. it? Yeah. Not a lot, but but a lot of these guys put stuff up for sale. Sure.
2: Wow. You know, they
1: make little arts and crafts and stuff. Yeah. I mean yeah. yeah. an Asian, I mean, Ker, Ker, what, Kavorkian
0: Was it Kavorkian, You know, the, he the uh, he was a big, uh, he wanted the mandate to, you know, Dr. Kavorkian. Dr. Dr. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you Kavorkian. Know, no, he's, well, I saw, I actually saw it.
1: I went to a gallery, I was, they're scary. Yeah, you know, have you ever seen Kevorkian stuff? Uh, have you seen the stuff by uh, John Wayne Gacy? No, oh, no. 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 that, I, that I, I, the clown? No, yeah, the, <laughs> <laughs> the clown, yeah, no, it's funny, yeah. Uh-huh. Now, see, I always separated James Earl Ray's paintings because he didn't do it. Yeah, right. I thought it's, yeah, it, you know, sure. So, That's
2: good. It, uh, forgive me if I keep on going on the subject, but no. I'm just like so fascinated. But, uh, so you became, like, for example, Alan Lee is my best friend, and I love Alan Appreciate Lee that. with all my heart. Okay. I would do anything for him. Appreciate that. But. If he was convicted, mm-hmm. you for, just, you, <laughs> of, you leave me to rot. If he, if he was yeah, wow. convicted of you know murdering sure. somebody or something, I would Hollywood. not Hollywood. visit him every day. This is Hollywood. But suppose you,
1: you were your, convinced he you, was innocent. Uh, that's true. Okay, I would appreciate.
2: Let me get visit. back to that. If I was convinced, <laughs> if I convinced Alan Lee was innocent, I'd, I'd I'd still visit him like once every now and then. I mean, but you you saw him every single day. That's right. Like. I just like wow that's the just so fascinating I, the because the
1: stuff I saw them doing to him it's okay. like they reinforced sure, sure.
2: Oh, so so that's how it started. So like you went to go visit him to meet him, and then you saw like what they're doing to him. And then you're like, all right, this isn't right. Yeah, I, I okay. can't
1: leave. I'm gonna stick and I'm gonna run okay. out the well, whole way through. Okay, because
2: that's different. Because like if I went to go visit Alan Lee and he had a black eye I'd be like, oh, Alan, were you hanging out with Bubba <laughs> or something? Thank you, thank you. <laughs> but, See,
0: comedy, it's always comedy.
2: No, but I I get that you know because oh, yeah. so you know so yeah so I get that.
1: I, I was lucky enough to do something few people have ever done. Usually, and you've seen this in the movies, when you visit an inmate, they bring them to the visiting room. Yes. And there's guards watching. Glass. And that's when they're in a big room and everyone can walk around. Right. And there's also the kind where the glass is in front of you. They got to the point where they would literally escort me through the prison and lock me inside his solitary prison cell. Wow. And then come back for me an hour later. So I'm in the cell that he spends 24 hours a day in with all his belongings, his case files, and we can talk about anything we want, and no one's listening. That's now,
2: were you, were you at all, before you got to know him, were you at all a little terrified?
1: Um, it's a little scary being in the prison right. at times. Uh-huh. But, but I actually got to the point where they used to yell at me because I would wander off and they go, this isn't a frat house. Right. You know, those guys want to kill you. Yeah, trust me. Yeah. And I go, no, they don't. They yeah, like me because I'm friends with James Earl Ray. Right. They, they would in, never touch me.
0: Tennessee. Yeah, we, I mean, the prison was in Tennessee. Uh, Memphis. Memphis. Yeah.
1: There you go. He, they trained, he was in a few of them. Memphis, Nashville. Nashville. The last one was Nashville. That's amazing. He was in a, uh, it's called a special needs facility. No. It's pretty much a hospital for inmates that are dying. Right. But it's but it's also a uh, highly secure, high security federal. uh,
2: So you were you were telling me in the elevator that uh, Playboy went to go interview him. (laughs) That is so funny. (laughs) And um,
1: he did the monthly interview that you see everybody else do.
2: Right, right. And they asked him, "Oh, are you going to escape?" And he said, "No." And then the next day he escaped.
0: Wow.
1: It's that amazing. Like, you have heard. So, and if you buy that issue, you go on eBay and buy copies of that Playboy issue, and it's all in the it's all in the interview how right. the warden tells him. He shows up to interview him the next day, and the warden says he's not here; he escaped. <laughs> <laughs> and See, they the, had to wait until they recaptured him, and then they continued the interview like it was nothing.
2: <laughs> See, the first question I would be like is like, so remember the other day when you said you weren't escape. <laughs> Uh, what changed your mind? <laughs> and then, like, and I had to expect an answer, like, oh, the guy uh, Bubba started hitting on me, or something.
1: Well, it even got weirder because they could never figure out how he physically escaped. Really? And one day they noticed one of the paintings on his cell wall shows an inmate climbing over the prison wall using a homemade ladder. And when they look closely, the inmate's number is six five four seven seven.
2: Which is James, James Earl, Earl, Ray. Earl Ray. Wow.
1: And I've got the, uh, he used to write coded letters to his. The prison would read every letter, stamp it inspected. They'd listen to every phone call. So he devised a code. Right. His brother would help him escape and plant items in the woods for him to dig up.
0: He he seems to be a highly
1: intelligent fellow. Very bright guy. Yeah. He 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 became a jailhouse lawyer. Oh. You know, he was so well Oh, really? Oh, wow. That's that's amazing.
2: So James Earl Ray (laughs) became a jailhouse (laughs) lawyer?
1: You know, unofficially. Oh, right, right. He would help other inmates. James Earl Ray was my lawyer. I filed... He was your lawyer? I filed a... I was one of these articles that was by the tabloids. Right, right. The deal we made was they were supposed to give me a certain amount of copies. Sure. I didn't want to take money because I thought I could get arrested for fraud.
2: Oh. Uh, do you regret but, taking that decision?
1: Well, I, I said I'll take the copy of the issue so I could pass them out.
2: Sure. Right. I mean, but do you regret not taking money?
1: Uh, no, I didn't take the money. No, I was, no. I was afraid to. No,
2: but do you, do you, like, if you go back in time, do you wish you could take the money? Hmm.
1: Nah, I know yeah, the I'm answer. I'm still a yeah. yeah. So I yeah, guess, yeah. I'd love the money. But <laughs> okay. I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I get it. So they try to screw me out of the copies. Sure. So I go to James O'Reilly and say, "Let's file a lawsuit." So he literally drafts the paperwork for right. me. I file a twenty million dollar lawsuit against the Globe and the reporter that did the story. Uh, they get a big-shot lawyer to try and have the case thrown out. Right. And James Orway follows a- another set of paperwork, and they ended up settling with me. That's amazing.
2: Absolutely- so what they do, give you 20 million copies?
1: Uh, no, nah, it, it was supposed <laughs> to be 1,000 copies. Okay. And I'm, I'm legally not allowed to say the settlement I got.
2: Oh, right, right. But it's but kind I, of
1: common sense that it's usually around what the damages are. Well, they must right. have been happy to have
0: such a publicity thing, what, imagine.
2: Did they know James at Ray was your lawyer?
1: Uh, oh, yeah, it's on the paperwork. Holy they, Lord. They, Lord. They, must have been,
0: they must have been happy
2: about that. You know, for,
1: I'm surprised they never did a story just yeah, on that. That's that. I mean. <laughs> yeah, that,
0: that's what I thought.
1: But, but yeah, you want to hear a really <laughs> strange coincidence? <laughs> Fifteen years go by, and the guy I sued that worked at the town, I, I go over to uh, Santa Monica, to buy a refrigerator from from an appliance store. Right. And the salesperson is helping me, and I go to sign the, the paperwork, and I see him look at my name. And he looks at me and he pulls his jacket back and he's got a name tag and it says his name. And I go, That's the that's the reporter. Well, and so I asked him, and he says, yeah, I got... Years later, I got fired by the tabloids. Yeah. And this is how he ended up. <laughs> Selling wow. appliances. But what are the odds Did a guy That's I amazing. sue... For an article on the East Coast, ends up. Fifteen years later, he's selling appliances in Santa, in Monica, Santa Monica, and I walk in to buy a refrigerator from
2: him. Yeah, that's what well, makes. it me. I hope he gave you a great deal on that <laughs> yeah. refrigerator. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Only in Los Angeles. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Did he give you? He'd be like, "Oh, by the way, this one comes with the freezer." <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm looking at the book and, like, honestly, like, I mean, I'm, I like the ladies and all, but James Earl Ray, he seems like he was a good-looking dude when he was younger. So, like, do you think maybe that has something to do with a, kind of an Elvis? Yeah, Tennessee. Yeah, open but, Texas. but, do you think his looks had something to do with like his uh, his frame?
1: That now um, I think it was more of he he had been in the army, right? And they love to go after military people. I'm
0: glad because that was my question, and you're already answering it before I even even mentioned it. Uh, you know how they they sort? Uh, when we were talking about you know uh, the military and so forth. That they find just like casting. No. And I guess we were talking about the, how he looked. But you, go ahead with that. And, and some that, of
1: them, they do testing. Remember that, that thing with the Cointel Pro? It. Go with and on with The that. LSD, they oh give God. it to people. Go on, go on with that. And, and that's where they they seem to mind a certain group of people that they can use. That's right.
2: It, it says here that a uh, Dexter, who is Martin Luther King Jr.'s son, yeah. uh, right. said, My family and I believe that you did not commit this crime.
1: They helped pay for some of his medical bills. Oh. Yeah. They paid for stuff behind the right. scenes. To right. really, they really made an effort to try and help him. De- yeah. And that's Dexter so King. Like the if, if but it, they were convinced he was he was right. not the guy. Right. Yeah. Because, so, because in, in the quote
0: that you know, he answers Dexter, he says, you know, I, I didn't do it. Right. No, I didn't. And Dexter responds, uh, you know, I believe you and we'll do everything we can.
2: So that's got to be like something positive on – I mean, I know James Earl Ray is dead, but to clear his name, that's got to be like something more positive that – the the kings don't believe he did yeah. this. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's kind of positive.
1: And sure. she won a civil suit that she filed years ago against one of the conspirators. Wow. So literally a jury, a formal jury in a courtroom heard the evidence, yeah. said not guilty. Wow.
2: Wait, so he's he's actually been proven not guilty? Well, in a civil trial. Oh, in so a silver they trial.
1: They kind of did the same thing in the OJ case. Yeah, right, right. The OJ, you know. the OJ deal. Right. Fine, they filed a civil suit, and, they, and the King family did it against one of the conspirators. Right. And he kind of rolled over and... Yeah. Started talking.
2: Well, dude, I'll, I'll tell you one thing, Michael. Uh, as soon as this interview is over, I'm gonna get on Twitter and tweet Oliver Stone and be like, "Make this movie." Make this movie. Hey. And you great know, idea. yeah. And I'm gonna be like, hire Michael Gabriel that's to screenplay it. Because you know? he has he has a book. The dialogue <laughs> yeah, you have the that, dialogue for the foot, book oh, right here.
1: That that is like yeah. Wow. Whoa.
2: I, I, it's in my hand. How long did it take you to write this?
1: A couple of years. A couple the, of years. The problem was I must have had 30 or 40 sorted journals because I took journals. notes, everything. I mean, I right. saw them every day. Sure. Right. You can imagine. You know, they say a script is usually a minute a page. A minute a page, So yes. I'm there for an hour, you can imagine, no. Yeah. and 150 visits. Sure. Cause so this is an extract of those meetings that
0: were yeah. an hour. Yeah.
2: Yeah cuz um the reason why i asked is cuz like i i am writing a book and uh, i've been writing it for about 2 years and i'm only on the second chapter you know so like I, I don't know if i either take writing the book seriously or if i just don't know what to say and the fact that you wrote a book that i mean you spent a lot of time with this dude you know what i mean so like years, you uh, are yeah years. you you like obviously so. still and did really care about him. Yeah, like, I think that's just amazing. I
1: stayed friends with his brother, Jerry, right up to the very end. Really? And this is just the most frustrating part. The lawyer comes out with this book Uh a month and a half ago, two months, called The Plot to Kill King. And I'm reading all this stuff. And my first thought is I got to call Jerry Ray and say, would you guess what the latest is? And he just died. Oh, wow! Boy. So it's like say he would have loved this. Yeah, he was the type of guy that would go on TV shows and just scream at the government. Right? Do you remember Morton Downey? Yeah. yeah. Yes. He went on the Morton Downey show, and they gave him a lie detector test, <laughs> and the, and they asked him had he ever been arrested, and he said, "Nope, I've never been arrested." And the lie detect, the polygraph examiner says he's telling the truth. I'm one of the best in the country. And Jerry Ray looks at him and says, well, I wish they had told that to the warden when they locked me up in prison. Wow. You know, because he was obviously lying. Sure. And fooled the polygraph examiner.
0: And that tells you something about these tests and how they manipulate everything.
2: Now, where can the folks at home, like, purchase this book out of I Barnes & Noble's? I was or was about to say, is
1: that on Amazon? No, it's, it's, I, I'm selling it online. Online? online.
2: Okay. Yeah. All right. So well, what's the website for the folks at home?
1: CatYoga.com. Oh, oh. CatYoga.com.
2: I, I That's easy to remember. Holy Cat- Lord.
0: CatYoga.com.
2: And, and, Michael Gabriel. And, uh, <laughs> so CatYoga.com. Do you also, like, give it, like, just for a joke, be like, oh, I'll teach your cat how to do yoga? <laughs> yeah, just
1: to. Like, I, I think
2: you should really look <laughs> into that, you know, because, like, you uh...
1: know. I, I, few times I did it on live television. Really? I had reporters come over. I <laughs> fixed my apartment up to look like a cat yoga school.
2: Yeah, yeah. And they
1: come over, and my I excuse for that. why the cats they could that. never do it was that the, the cameras are too, and the lights oh, are too distracting. Right. The cats right. need to meditate. They do.
2: Yeah. They do indeed. Wow. Well, I'm I'm going to start something called a dog yoga thing and, like, really give you a, a run for your money here. Anyways.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. It's hard to say this and keep a straight face. Yeah, I know. Imagine when I had to do this on live television. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretending. I'm dead serious. This is – I told him I spent eight years in Tibet. Yeah, And not one of them said, show me a passport with Tibet. <laughs> oh, just show us you've been to Tibet.
2: But no, like, see, the thing with internet hoax is why one thing, like, I really admire you for doing this. Because you did it multiple times. But, like, it just seems like, uh, you know, maybe... I don't know maybe like it, the joke would be get old a little but then you kept you know, doing it
1: I kept upping the game I, that's I got, what I'm saying I found a porno yeah. star to come forward and say she was the other woman once oh Rosa left me officially wow oh she came forward wow. and said she's the other woman wow and Dominic Dunn mentioned it in Vanity Fair
0: Dominic
2: Dunn yeah Dominic Dunn early, yeah.
0: well you know it's funny in a way uh, Michael has shown that you can manipulate the media and he did it you know, and then it, 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 you know he sort of proved how the media can be manipulated by doing it.
2: <laughs> how, it, it that's an interesting point, Helen Lee. How, Michael, how does how does it feel to manipulate the media? Because I've never done it.
1: Oh, that must I, feel good. I, was, feel I good. was actually shocked at how easy it was. Oh. But to be honest, I think most of that was because it was OJ. Right. You could say anything, and if it had OJ in it, it, they put it on the news as quick as they could.
2: Right. Uh,
1: I, I've tried to do it since, and I don't know if it's because they recognize my name. Yeah, I, I tried to tell him at one point that uh, Elvis came into the candy store I had <laughs> when he had supposedly been long sure, dead, sure. and I said he gave me a ring. And I made up the story, and I contacted the Inquirer. They said, no, we're not interested. A week later, they run a story where a priest runs into Elvis, and Elvis gives the priest a ring. Wow! So they lifted my story and cut me out of it. There you go. So
2: that... Which is weird because you actually look like a priest in a way. <laughs> he
1: could pass for. <laughs> yeah,
2: you could. I'd cast you as a priest. I've right,
0: been a Earth Western. <laughs> I'm a Western
2: freak. Well, we're running out of time, but Michael, tell us, tell us something where the folks at home can purchase your book and go see you do yeah, stand-up we'll comedy ahead, at. Like, go ahead
0: and
1: plug. Well, they get you, the Michael. book at CatYoga dot com. I'm going to be at Flappers on October sixteenth.
2: Great. Uh, which one, Burbank or uh, Burbank? Burbank. Okay.
1: Uh, and then just around uh, local clubs.
2: Local clubs? Yeah. Now, do you have a Twitter or Facebook that the folks at home can, like, follow you? Uh, comedian
1: it... Michael Gabriel.
2: Oh, it's not Cat no. Yoga?
1: Um, I have a Mr. Cat Yoga and, right. and, and Comedian Mike Gabriel also. Oh, nice. Facebook and Twitter.
2: All right.
0: We'll be friending you
2: tonight. Oh. Oh, wow. I, please. <laughs> yeah. Me and Michael, we, we've been friends for a and he just... Uh, Uh, And
1: and, and speaking of which, I'd like to thank you. You you don't have any idea how helpful you are to comedians who are up and coming. You know, where do we get information from? Oh, my God. It's really nice to have somebody to be as generous and outgoing. And the fact that you invited me here... I, I'm just bowled over. with glad to have oh, you. Oh,
2: that means a lot to me, pal. A, thank, you. Oh, thank you. Thank you
1: both very much.
2: Oh, thank you. And I did not pay you to say that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no.
2: <laughs> it's nice when, not on this budget. <laughs> it, it's, it's nice when people uh, say good things about you when uh, the world is so dark.
1: Oh, I love your Facebook posts. It's, you don't see many comedians that are as honest about what goes on and how other comedians should treat each other. And yeah. It's nice. It's very nice.
2: I really appreciate that, man. Okay, uh, so I I have this book called James Earl Ray, uh, The Last Days of Inmate 65477. Uh, It's a true story written by Michael Gabriel, and you can pick up your copy at uh, catyoga.com. If the folks at home purchase it, do you sign it for them? No, oh, I sign every copy. You yeah. sign every copy? Yeah. Excellent. So he'll assign you a copy.
1: eBay is selling a couple of signed that's copies fine. for $49, I should that's let fine. you know. $49? No, I'll
2: bring you another
1: copy. Yeah. Thank Holy
2: you. Lord. There you go. Alan just scored a free book.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: $49, that, that's, that's pretty good. It's worth
1: yeah, but I don't get it. They, oh, you they, don't get it? No, they, they took one of my uh, used copies, I guess, and they're reselling oh, it.
2: Oh, my God.
1: Is that even legal? Yeah.
2: No, I I, no if they purchased so it, yeah, no, they could I sell anything they serious. want. Yeah. But, man, forty nine. Like, how much do you sell your book for?
1: Like $15. $15, wow. And they made a little change on
2: that. Yeah, I think you should up it to $50 and then uh, say don't buy it on eBay.
0: <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> there you go. See. All right. We have a good business sense. We well, you business. know, I'm smart. <laughs> <laughs> All right. uh so is, is this go
2: on uh, we can go exactly. on but the director's like lighting me yeah, but uh I get, I get we only we only have 45 minutes in the studio that
0: was quick yeah yeah well, i knew it would quick but boy we were you know we were talking out there and it was, it's great
2: but you know what's weird is like i interview a lot of people and like a lot you know 90 of people who do the show are my friends personal friends and stuff um but i never say this but I, w- I would like to have you back because i think I said, you're yes, you're you're an yes, interesting we, dude
1: i i Second, yeah. immediately. I'll, if you bring me back, I'll tell you about the time I was a Black Panther in Forrest Gump. White what? Jewish Michael Gabriel <laughs> played a Black Panther in Forrest oh my. Gump. Oh my, oh
2: my God. God, you should have we talked, have talked about that. Yeah, that's I thought you were one I of the hippies it. in Forrest Gump. That's no, I was
1: a Black, Black Panther.
2: Panther. The Black Panther, they, who was that? The
1: director said that he, there acting. were white guys that were radical and against the war, so he had a whole yeah. group of Black Panthers, there and he go. wanted one white guy and I had the... the <laughs> oh, right, 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 yeah, I have. I looked apart, yeah, except yeah. for being white. Yeah. Well, that's, that's
2: so <laughs> Other I than mean, that. Oh wow! And then I got me my sad card. Oh yeah. Great. Wow. Great. I miss. I totally misread your your bio. Then I thought you said you were the one of the hippies at the forest camp. I was I, like, I, no. It was
0: white Panther.
1: And I was a little confused on. It. Yeah, yeah. Because
2: then I was watching it, and I was like, I don't remember <laughs> seeing. But yeah. There,
1: there's a picture of me in the book hugging a wolf that was on the set. Yeah. Yeah. That huh? that was, was kind of scary.
2: Is he hugging a wolf?
1: Uh, there was a Vietnam veteran. They have one of these MIA uh, tents set up for missing in action. Sure. Right. And this one veteran had a wolf that he would bring with him.
2: Was it a real it wolf? Was a real wolf. Holy oh, Lord. My. I would be scared I, I, to shit.
1: And he had the thing lightly, like, put its shirt. Sure. Not bite me on the arms. It's, it's just squeezed to show me.
2: Yeah, oh. we got the light, we but gotta go. we gotta go. But uh, Alan Lee, do you have anything to promote?
1: I, I, well,
0: uh, not right off the bat. I mean, I'm glad that the show is going so well, and uh, we have such great guests. Our guests tonight included uh, Michael Gabriel. All right, and we're Thank having you. a lot of fun here.
2: Well, we'll we're be back next week, and everyone follow Michael on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for doing it, Pally. Thank you very much. All right, Thank guys. You. See you next week. You're listening to Razor Riffs. With Keith
1: Reza and Alan Lee, right here on L.A. Talk Radio.
2: Hey guys, thanks for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe to review on Apple Podcast. Give us some feedback. Good, honest, terrible, doesn't matter. Also, follow us on social media. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Raza Riffs. I am also on Stereo if you would like to chat with me there, www.stereo.com slash Keith and on Cameo, www.cameo.com slash Keith If you enjoyed the show, please send us a donation on the Anchor app. We really do appreciate it, and we'll rift with you again soon.